Welcome to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Tekla, and I'm ready to guide you on a transformative journey of holistic health and self-discovery using the power of the Law of Attraction. We've all heard tales of manifesting fortunes and jet set adventures, but this, this is a different journey. Here we focus on achieving abundant health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. With the Law of Attraction, I've healed chronic pain, overcome a diagnosed mental illness, and reversed PCOS. We're all about realigning our energies to manifest our full potential. As we focus inward, raising our vibration, you'll be astounded by the ease at which the universe responds. Once you focus on yourself, the rest just falls into place. My goal for each weekly episode is to provide you with practical, easy to apply steps that you can weave directly into your daily routine. Together, we'll navigate the path to achieving your own health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, my wellness witches. I'm your host, Tekla. This is Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. And today, I'm excited to report that I finally got my roots dyed. That's right, your girl no longer has grays coming through. Yes, I am 30 and I have a lot of grays. My grandma was completely gray at a very early age, like before she turned 40. And that's in my future, so we just have to work with it. We're normalizing getting gray hair young because I know it's not just me that's turning gray at 30. We love it, we support it, and we're not going to judge it, okay friends? I normally get my roots covered every 7-8 to weeks, but I've been holding off because my hair has just been shedding so much from that mold exposure. That has slowed down a lot now, which is fantastic news, and it's almost back to normal in terms of daily hair loss. So we're back at the salon, and we're living our best lives. As you know, every week I like to practice gratitude for something I'm grateful for in my life. And as I was reflecting this week, I realized how grateful I am to live in Australia, specifically in Sydney. We live two minutes from the beach, and within 20 to 30 minutes, you can also be in the middle of the city. It's such a great place to live, and there's so much to do and see all the time. People are everywhere. It's vibrant. It's full of energy. You're close to the water almost always, like 98% of Australians' population is on the coast. It is literally the dream, and I've missed living here so much, and it's so nice to be back in the midst of all of it. It feels like home, and that's a good feeling. Okay, on to today's topic. We're all familiar with the experience of meeting someone for the first time, or maybe even someone we've known for a while, and finding certain qualities in them irritating or off-putting. Maybe it's the way they constantly seek attention, that they're always late, or perhaps their tendency to always play the victim. But have you ever considered that these aspects we dislike in others might actually be traits we dislike in ourselves. Well, witches, that is our topic today. We're talking about the qualities we dislike in other people because I've learned that those are the qualities we actually dislike within ourselves. Now, when I first heard that, I didn't internalize it. And it took me months and months to come to terms with it, like maybe six months. I'm going to take you back with me. Picture me right in the middle of my manifestation course when this idea comes out of nowhere. This concept knocks the wind out of me, and I'm like, hold on a minute, did I hear that right? So I rewind, listen again, and instantly dismiss it. At the time, there was a tricky relationship I was trying to navigate. 
I started thinking about the qualities that really bothered me about this person, the qualities I was really struggling with at the time, and the notion that maybe, just maybe, those annoying, less than desirable traits were also in me. And I thought to myself, no, absolutely not. That's not me. And for months, I struggled with this concept. It was like hanging out there in the back of my mind. And whenever I'd noticed a quality in someone that I didn't love, it would trigger me. I would get really triggered. Each time it surfaced, I'd tell myself, that's not you. Don't stress about it. What you heard cannot be true. And eventually I decided to explore this concept further. And that's when I learned about projection. It's a psychological concept where we reject certain qualities in ourselves and then see them in others. It's a defense mechanism, and it really helps us to cope with difficult feelings or emotions that we're not ready to confront yet. When we spot characteristics in others that we strongly resist, it's usually a sign that we're suppressing that trait within us. Let's talk through a few examples because it's going to be so much easier to relate to. Say you've got a coworker. Her name is Sarah. Sarah is always late to meetings. She's constantly missing deadlines, and when confronted about it, she's full of excuses. It drives you insane. You find yourself venting to your friends, complaining about Sarah's lack of respect for other people's time, her irresponsibility, and her inability to hold herself accountable. Now, according to the concept of projection, this strong reaction to Sarah might mean there's something to explore within yourself. It doesn't necessarily mean you're always late or you never meet deadlines, but it may mean that you struggle with accountability or fear being perceived as irresponsible. Maybe in your past, you were reprimanded for being late or missing a deadline. Maybe you grew up in a household where punctuality and responsibility were heavily emphasized and you carried that expectation into your adult life. In this example, Sarah's behavior is triggering your own fear about being irresponsible or disrespectful of other people's time. Let's go through another example. Imagine you have a friend, let's call her Rachel. Rachel is an incredibly self-confident woman. She's always speaking her mind, she's never backing down from an argument, and she's always the center of attention. Now, every time you're with her, you find yourself getting irritated. The way she always has to voice her opinion the way she hogs the spotlight, it's just really grinding your gears. You find yourself thinking, why does she have to be so assertive? Can't she just take a step back and let others have their moment? But when we look at this through the lens of projection, we might see something different. This strong reaction to Rachel's assertiveness and her ability to command attention could be revealing an unacknowledged part of you. It's not necessarily that you're overly assertive or attention-seeking. Rather, it might be that you struggle with asserting yourself or you fear taking the spotlight. Perhaps in your past, you were told to keep your opinions to yourself or that it was selfish to seek attention. Maybe you have an unacknowledged desire to be heard or seen, but you've suppressed it because you were told it wasn't nice or it wasn't ladylike. And now seeing Rachel embody these traits so freely might be stirring up these suppressed parts of yourself. Do you see what's happening here? So what do we do about it? When you notice yourself pissed off about someone like Sarah who is always late or fuming every time someone like Rachel commands the attention of the room, it's an opportunity to look inward. Ask yourself, why does this bother me so much? 
Is there a part of me that is afraid of behaving in the same way? You might realize that you're putting too much pressure on yourself to be always perfect or always on time and never make mistakes. Or you might realize there's a part of you that's afraid of being heard. As you start to become more forgiving of yourself, you might just find that you become more forgiving of people like Sarah and Rachel too. We're shining a light on the parts of ourselves we need to heal. So next time you find yourself frustrated with someone else, just take a pause and ask yourself, what can this teach me about me? Does what I'm talking about sound familiar, witches? I'm really hoping it does. Ding, ding, ding. If you haven't got there yet, this is a big part of shadow work. We had an introduction to shadow work a few weeks back now, and this was too big and too important of a concept to squeeze into that episode. And I didn't want you to get immediately turned off by the idea that the things we notice in others are the parts of ourselves we need to turn our attention to. Also, I wanted you to take time and reflect on yourself before exposing this idea to you because self-reflection is a skill and we need to practice it. This is a shortcut to identifying the things we need to work on and reconcile with, but I didn't want to give you an easy way out. I wanted you to do the work first and see what came up for you. Now, the interesting part about projection is that it isn't just related to negative qualities. It can also apply to positive attributes. Have you ever admired someone for their fearlessness, their creativity, their independence, or wished you could be more like them? Well, that admiration is often a sign that you already possess these qualities, but they're just underdeveloped or unrecognized in yourself. Never fear, we have another example here, friends. So let's say there's this guy in your life. We're going to call him Jack. Jack has this infectious positivity about him. He's always smiling, always making the best of any situation, and his optimism just seems to radiate out from him. You find yourself drawn to Jack. Every time you're around him, you just feel better. You feel lighter. You admire his positivity and resilience. Now, through the lens of positive projection, this strong admiration could be highlighting something within yourself. Again, remember, we often admire qualities in others that we possess but haven't fully acknowledged or embraced about ourselves. So your admiration for Jack's positivity could suggest that you, too, have an innate positivity within you. Perhaps you have an inner resilience and optimism that you haven't fully tapped into or recognized. Maybe life's challenges have made it hard for you to maintain that optimistic outlook. Or perhaps you've always thought of yourself as a realist or even a bit of a pessimist, so it feels strange to think of yourself as a positive person. But your strong attraction to Jack's positivity could be your subconscious mind's way of telling you, hey, you have this quality too. We are halfway through now, and I want to pause here for a brief moment and ask you to take the next 30 seconds to help me out. While we're awaiting a sponsor, I'm taking the opportunity to promote our podcast even more. This podcast grows most rapidly through the number of reviews on Apple Podcasts and the number of star ratings on Spotify. I'd like to ask you, yes you, to take a moment and rate, review, and of course subscribe. You can leave a rating and review on Apple by scrolling down to the bottom of the show page. On Spotify, you can leave a star rating at the top of the show page under the show description. I'm giving you 10 more seconds to help me out, and then we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming.
Thank you so much. It helps me more than you know. And we're back. Okay, one more example for the day. Imagine you've got a friend. We'll call her Emily. Emily's just incredible at self-care. She takes the time to relax. She's all about healthy eating, fitness, meditation. She journals. Basically, she's just this amazing balance between her work and personal life. Every time you see Emily, you can't help but admire her. You love her dedication to self-care, the way she sets boundaries, and how she doesn't let anything disturb her peace. Now, this admiration you're feeling is a perfect example of positive projection. Your admiration for Emily's commitment to self-care could indicate that you too value self-care and have the potential to achieve that balance and tranquility within your own life. Maybe in the past you've been so busy meeting work commitments and taking care of your friends and family that you haven't given yourself the care and attention you deserve. Or perhaps you struggle with setting boundaries or always putting others' needs before your own. Your admiration for Emily's self-care routine could be your inner self nudging you, saying, hey, you need this too, you deserve this too. So what do we do when we notice this? Next time you're around someone like Jack or Emily, just take a moment to reflect. Think about the ways you've shown positivity and resilience in your life like Jack. Or think about how you've prioritized your self-care or set healthy boundaries in the past like Emily. Recognize and acknowledge these qualities within yourself. Positive projection is such a great way to discover the strengths and virtues we possess but often overlook. So next time you find yourself admiring a quality in someone else, remember to give yourself a little credit too you might just discover you have more in common with them than you thought. So how does this all relate to the law of attraction? Why do we care about this? As we know, the law of attraction states that our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs send out a certain frequency to the universe. And in response, the universe sends back experiences that match that frequency. Now, when we're talking about projection, whether it's positive or negative, we're essentially getting a direct hotline to our subconscious thoughts, beliefs, and emotions that are being reflected back to us through other people. For instance, if you're constantly irritated by a trait in someone else, such as Sarah always being late, it's like the universe holding up a mirror and reflecting back to you something you need to address within yourself. And this could be unresolved fear, an insecurity, or a personal characteristic that you're struggling to accept about yourself. Whatever it is, the law of attraction brings these traits into your conscious awareness so you can work through them, heal them, and ultimately change your vibrational frequency. And by acknowledging and addressing these traits, you're not only healing yourself, but you're also changing your energy and vibration. And that's what we fucking want, friends. As your vibration changes, you'll start attracting different experiences that align with this new frequency. On the flip side, with positive projection, like your admiration for Jack's positivity, it could be the universe's way of highlighting that you've already got that within you. By acknowledging and nurturing this quality, you align your vibration with positivity, which the law of attraction will then match with positive experiences. I hope you're beginning to see that projection is so much more than a psychological concept. It's such a powerful self-awareness tool that directly influences your energetic vibration and consequently 
what you attract into your life according to the law of attraction. Every time you recognize a projection, positive or negative, you're being given an opportunity to understand yourself better, to heal, to grow, and to adjust your frequency. And the more you align with who you truly are, the more powerful your manifestation ability becomes. You become an energetic magnet when you are your most authentic self. And I've said that a hundred times. That's where the magic happens. And that is the root of joy and happiness in life. So how has this shown up in my life? Let's circle back to that friend I was talking about earlier. I really valued and cherished our relationship. But as time wore on, I started noticing that she had an overbearing nature. She dictated the course of her hangouts, our conversations, who we were going to see and when, and seemed to micromanage most aspects of our relationship. And this started building frustration and resentment within me, and I felt my patience thinning. After learning about projection, as I mentioned initially, my first reaction was rejection of both her behavior and the concept that this was not a reflection of myself. Again, I was telling myself, that's not me. I told myself, I'm an easygoing, laid-back person. I don't control people. But then as I began to dig a little deeper, I started noticing minor aspects of my own behavior. Little situations where I, too, liked having the upper hand, steering the conversation, or subtly influencing decisions. And they weren't as overt as my friend's behavior, but they stemmed from the same root cause, a desire to control. It was an eye-opening revelation. I was uncomfortable and even a little resistant, but I knew that if I was to truly lean into the law of attraction and its principles, that I had to confront this realization. I had to look at it not as a criticism of myself, but as an opportunity for growth. I found that my own need for control came from that fear of uncertainty, of not knowing what would come next, and only feeling secure when I had the reins. This was deeply ingrained in my life, and it wasn't just affecting my relationship with my friend, but it was echoing throughout other areas. Understanding that allowed me to acknowledge my fear of uncertainty, and it allowed me to start to focus on practicing trust. And this was huge for me. Not just trust in others, but also trust in the universe, and most importantly, trust in myself. I realized that trying to control everything was not only exhausting, but it also deprived me of this presentness and mindfulness of the moment, and I was losing that joy and spontaneity. Also, if I didn't trust what the future held for me, my faith in the universe, it wasn't unwavering, and it was conditional. And I didn't want to be carrying that belief around with me anymore. Not only does projection relate to the law of attraction, but it also is the foundation of the law of correspondence. And remember, that law states our external relationships are a mirror of our internal state. And as you start to notice these qualities in others that you admire or qualities that frustrate you, your internal state changes. Awareness is 90% of the game here. As your internal state changes, the law of correspondence dictates that your external reality will adjust to reflect this change. With more awareness and exploration of these qualities, you might start to notice a shift in your interactions, in your relationships, and your overall experiences. And the cool thing is that people and the situations that once triggered you might no longer have the same effect. 
So what do I want you to work on this week? Just reflect. That's all. This is a tough thing to process and come to terms with. As I said, it took me months. So if you're feeling off about what you heard today, you're definitely not alone. When you're ready, you'll start to come to terms with it. And that's all I can ask for. Just stay open and revisit it when the time is right for you. All right, friends. If you want to join our amazing community of wellness witches, please hop over to our Instagram and give us a follow at Heal Yourself with L-O-A. That's Heal Yourself with L-O-A. L-O-A as in the law of attraction. All other social links and contact details are in the show notes if you need them. That's all for today, witches. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.